0: Welcome in fans to the Utah Lacrosse Report. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. In this episode, you'll hear my interview with Danny Larkin, who, with his brother Ricky, are the directors of Wasatch LC. We talk about playing lacrosse at Olympus and going on to play and coach in college. We discuss this and much more. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the show, Danny. How are you? Hey, great. How are you doing, Tim? Good. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. I hope you're doing uh, hope you're doing well and safe. Let's, uh, let's start real quick by just how did you get started playing lacrosse?
1: I got started playing lacrosse. Uh, my older brother, Paul, he started playing on Olympus High School's first ever team back in 1997. And uh, that's how I got first introduced to the sport. I uh, picked up a stick uh, that spring. So just started playing You know, ever since then.
0: OK. Yeah. And, and your brother, Paul, a longtime official. Uh, also, he played at Utah State. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he uh, played at Utah State, I forget exactly the years, but he played for five years back before they had the eligibility um, <laughs> credentials, but yeah, he was, uh, I think he was an All-American, he was definitely an All-Conference, I think for like three out of the four years that he was there, so yeah, he did well, but doesn't play too much anymore, just refs and, uh, you know, helping us out with the Wasatch Invitational this fall, so.
0: Yeah, definitely and we'll talk a lot about the offseason invitational later. I I uh I I think Paul is probably one of the nicer refs I've met. Uh always willing to explain uh, the rules and and help out and uh just a super great guy. I, and and also you have a twin brother as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, me and me and Ricky, we uh started playing at you the know, same time back in elementary school and you know, I've been playing together ever since, grew up, you know, in Holiday and then you know, played at Olympus High School and then went back east to DeSales University in Pennsylvania, played there for two years, and then transferred to Westminster College where we finished up our last two years. So, yeah, we played together ever since we were young and, you know, now running Wasatch L.C. together.
0: So. Yeah, you know, some twins, uh, well, most twins I've, I've heard just, you know, are, are pretty joined at the hip. Uh, and, and so it's, uh, it's no surprise, really. And, and you guys have done well. Uh, in the lacrosse community here in Utah and, and and elsewhere, talk about playing at Olympus. What what was it like uh, like back then? What what years were you there?
1: Yeah, so at Olympus, uh, I played there from 2002 to 2005, and you know I was kind of involved with Olympus. I was, my older brother started playing there from the start of the program, and then my uh, next older brother John he played there as well. So kind of very involved with Olympus and. When I started playing at Olympus, Chip Hopkins and uh, Craig Proctor were the head co- were the coaches at Olympus, and they were from Connecticut, and uh, not a ton of ton of coaching experience. But they started the program at Olympus and meant really well. And then they passed off the program to Marcus Parkinson, and he was the head coach there. My I think my last two or three years, but yeah, we had a really good team. My junior and senior year and you know my senior year I think we went 10-2 and and just you know had a really good season I played with Ted Farron, Danny Politica, Pat Matheson so some good players on that team.
0: Yeah Ted Farron and and Pat Matheson obviously ended up at BYU and and Politica up at the U uh Ted Farron going on to be a a MCLA superstar really um And, and so, 05 was your senior year. That was the year Skyline won the championship. Is that right?
1: Yep. So, yeah, Skyline, the, the year that they won the na- the uh, state championship. And, you know, they were very unstoppable. The year that Walker Hewlett and Pat Vesey both had over 115 points, pretty sure. So,
0: <laughs> I think Walker was the first player from Utah to hit, like, 100 miles per hour yeah. on, on a shot. I just remember he had a rocket for a shot.
1: Yeah, he, he could he could sling it for sure, and I think that you know I mean what they played sixteen games back then and one hundred and twenty points I think he had so pretty pretty unstoppable.
0: <laughs> uh, for sure. What what are some of your favorite memories from playing at Olympus?
1: Oh, um, oh, that's a good question. I would say my junior year in uh, two thousand four, when back when Judge had a good team, we beat Judge in the playoffs. And that was kind of a big, big victory for us. I think we beat them uh, by a goal. So that was kind of one of my memories from high school. I mean, most of my memories, you know, luckily I played in college. So I had most of my memories are from there, the most recent ones. But yeah, high, high school was awesome. And I think just kind of helping put Utah, or sorry, put Olympus on the map. Uh, me and Ricky, my twin brother, we were the first players from Olympus to ever be named All-State. And so that was kind of just an accomplishment that we started the trend there. And I think my senior year, we had five players from Utah make, or sorry, five players from Olympus
0: make all state. So. And, and back then there there weren't uh, really club teams. There was there was Team Utah that was uh, kind of put on by the the Utah Lacrosse Association and, and taking the bail. Did you play yeah. on those Team Utah teams?
1: Yeah, so I yeah I played on Team Utah when Mason Goodhand was the coach, and you know it was the only club team in Utah, and we only went to the U nineteen Vale Shootout, and uh, it was always the top players in Utah that played for it. So uh, that was kind of before club lacrosse got really big, but you know that was always a very big pride thing for Utah, and the only thing we could really do to go represent Utah outside of uh, outside of the state, so.
0: So, so along those lines, you know, there's no, there was no YouTube, no social media, obviously. And, and so how did you get recruited to go play back? east?
1: Yeah. So I had one game film, that judge game that I was telling you about um, one parent happened to film it from the opposing team. And I was friends with the kid on judge and she gave, gave us the game film. And so we sent that out to college coaches in the mail. It was like a DVD sent that out and we actually had highlights from olympus every year we played there so i think from my my junior year we sent out i sent out the highlights from that so like the judge game and the highlights sent that out to i don't know maybe 15 to 20 college coaches on the east coast and then from there it was kind of started the recruiting
0: process and and when you sent those out you know was was it a group deal you said hey it's it's me and Ricky, uh, were only coming together. Was that was that the deal?
1: Uh, that I mean, we kind of put it out there as like, "Hey, we would play separately," but you know, it was kind of a package deal. Yeah, so I would say yeah. most schools that were recruiting me were recruiting Ricky as well. So
0: sure, uh, you know, because similar games, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was Very a technical characteristics.
1: Yeah, he was tack. I was mid in high school, but we were all very similar
0: type of players. So, sure. And then, uh, you know, talk about your time coming back to Westminster. Um, I believe you came back. Were were you on the first first MCLA team with them?
1: No. So yeah, I transferred to Westminster in two thousand and uh, fall two thousand seven. So it was the year after they had their first season. So two thousand eight was my first spring season with Westminster. And we had, you know, the best season that Westminster's ever had. We went 16-3 and and won the national championship, the MCLA Division II national championship, and uh, got to play the semifinals and the national championship in the Dallas Cowboys football stadium. So that was a really cool experience for, you know, me and just the rest of the guys on the team. So kind of cool. And it's the only national championship in Westminster college history. So take that as a pride.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, you'd, you're obviously on the ground floor when when that that program started and and grew, and and you went on to coach there as well. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I spent one one year coaching there. Uh, it was about two or three seasons ago after they've been Division Two. So got to you know experience the club version of lacrosse at Westminster and the NCAA version of lacrosse, and it's been awesome to see the growth from the time I started at Westminster to. You know where they're at now,
0: and and so you know along those lines. What what is your opinion of of the differences between the two? You know, because you'll see you'll see some really talented MCLA teams, and and they'll you know the the players and fans of that team will say, oh, we could compete in the NCAA level. But but in your opinion, is that is that possible? Is that realistic? What what are the big differences?
1: I think the big difference between the NCAA, um, you know, compared to the MCLA, is there's like the type of players type of athletes because you know Westminster or you know any NCAA teams like they're going to look for high IQ players compared to an MCLA team that might just take any player who's a good athlete who might be solid at lacrosse so you know it's like Westminster of course you know you look at the roster on Westminster and they don't have too many guys from Utah and you know, I think that just shows in the IQ level of players in Utah that are like working to get to that NCAA level. But, um, you know, Westminster is pushing to get, you know, be one of the top NCAA teams and you want to be one of the top MCLA or NCAA teams you need to recruit top players in the country you know, not just from Utah. So I think that's a big difference between the MCLA is that if you want to go play at Utah Valley, you know, it's, it's different because they're not offering scholarships and you can kind of just show up and try out for the team. And, you know, Westminster is a lot more selective. So I think that's a big difference on that.
0: Sure. And, and uh, you know, along those lines, you, you mentioned, you know, the, the level of IQ of, of players in Utah and, and you and your brother and, and others started uh, Wasatch LC to kind of help in that process, right? You know, kind of a, hey, we've been here, we've done this, we've been here. Um, you know, here here are some things that you need to watch out for.
1: Yeah, so my my senior year of high school, uh, Brad Lavoie, which you know Brad, but Brad Lavoie, he was kind of right when he first out, moved out to Utah, and he wanted to take a team from Utah to the East Coast to this indoor tournament called the MLK Invitational that was put on by Tri-State at the time, and so we took a team of most of the top players in Utah my senior year in like January to go play in this indoor tournament in New Jersey. And that was kind of my first taste of almost like the club lacrosse realm, you know, cause there were some big name teams like Dukes LC and Top Gun Fighting Clams and Long Island Sting that were there that are still teams, you know, that we played now today. So um, that was kind of like a big you know, opening for me and seeing that and saying like, Hey, if players from Utah can play the best competition in the country, or at least see the best competition, then it gives them something to strive for in the future.
0: Definitely, and and you've been going back east uh, ever ever since then. How how many years have you been running Wasatch Chelsea? Yeah,
1: so our first summer was in two thousand twelve, and we played in the CP Lac Showcase that Mason Goodhand put on. Mm-hmm. It was kind of run by Westminster, and that. That was our very first summer. We had 12, or sorry, we had 13 players on the team. And then, yeah, ever since then, we've kind of started growing slowly. Our first summer we traveled back east was 2013. So this summer was, I think, what, year seven or year eight. We've traveled back east in a row. And uh, yeah, it's been a great experience, that's for sure.
0: And, and you guys run, uh you know, Wasatch LC different than most clubs, right? Most clubs will charge you like a monthly fee or, or a yearly fee. But if I understand it right, Wasatch LC does it just, just by tournament, right?
1: Yeah, you know, and I can't speak for how other clubs run their programs, but, you know, we do it by tournament. So if you get invited to play for us, it's, hey, what tournaments can you play in rather than pay us for the whole year and then, you know, you're just paying us money type of thing to be committed to the team. Because if you're committed to the team for a year, what's to say a player doesn't keep working hard to maintain that spot, but but they paid money to be on the team. So for us, it's like pay per tournament. And then if you don't work hard to maintain your spot for the fall or the summer, then, you know, someone else is going to come in and want that spot.
0: Okay. And that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, and it's definitely worked for you guys, uh, you know, as you're, as you're going on year uh, eight here. And uh, you've got two teams at, at the moment, two boys teams, and then uh, you're adding a girls team this fall. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So two, two boys teams, we last fall was our first time adding the um, two high school boys teams. And then, you know, this summer we kind of, you know, kind of simplified things, made it a 21 and 22 team. And then, yeah, this fall we're adding a girls elite team. So we're trying to get the top players we can in Utah to uh, represent Wasatch LC and go to tournaments out of state. And, you know, we want to help girls get recruited just like we're helping guys get recruited and, you know, give exposure to players on our social media through, you know, high level photos and, you know, 4k video and just stuff like that. So,
0: Sure. And, and uh, part of that is, is hosting your own event. Uh, And and you've done this for a few years now in the fall, the the Wasatch Invitational. Tell us what uh, people can expect uh, out of that event.
1: Yeah. So this will be year three of the Wasatch Invitational. Year one, we had five teams. Last year, we had 12 teams. This year we're anticipating closer to 20 teams, maybe more than that. Um, So it should be, it's just kind of growing every year and it's the only, Tournament that's really in Salt Lake City. That's not out in Rose Park and uh, You know, it's kind of that nice homey feel You know how that is growing up going to Highland High School Sugarhouse Park right there Uh, Get the mountains right in the background and um, just kind of that park feel so uh, Last year we had 13 college coaches that came out from all over the country all levels NCAA Division one Division 2, Division 3, MCLA, you know, and NAIA coaches all came out from all over the country. And this year, we're anticipating 20 or more coaches to come out. And so yeah, we're, we're trying to get college coaches to see that there is a lot of talent in Utah. And so players from Utah don't always have to leave Utah to get recruited. And I think that You know, we're showing that through Wasatch LC, us traveling to the East Coast and doing well, traveling to the West Coast, doing well, showing that, hey, Utah lacrosse has a lot of good players and you can come to Utah and you're going to get good competition too. And, and,
0: uh, you know, know, Danny, I like to say if you haven't ever played lacrosse at at Sugarhouse Park, then you haven't lived. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Lots of balls uh, have gone into that river, and uh, I I hope that many more do. Um,
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who
0: Who who are some of the players that you've had uh you know come through Wasatch Chelsea, that that you've been proud of? Maybe not some household names, but you know maybe a kid who's really improved uh, while he was with you guys.
1: Um. Yeah. So you know we've had players, alumni, of course. You know in the past have done well. Uh, I think our twenty twenty class. You know, because they haven't, I feel like all the 2020s kind of got the short end of the stick this year, but our 2020 class is by far our biggest recruiting class we've ever had. And um, we have, I'm just kind of looking at the roster here, but we have, you know, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like nine or 10 players going NCAA division two or division three. And then I think six or seven going MCLA division one. So, um, you know, that's like 16 or 17 players in our 2020 class that are going NCAA or MCLA. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy about the players from Utah. Like you kind of wanted to mention like one player. So, you know, Aiden Shaw and, uh, he really stands out in my mind. He's a defender who just graduated from Harriman High School. He uh, was very under the radar last year, and then he came out for our team, did really well last summer and last fall. Last fall, he made all tournament, the Wasatch Invitational and the Inside Lacrosse Invitational, and was just very under the recruiting radar. And then Belmont Abbey, their uh, you know top 10 Division II school, one of our uh, goalies was already committed there, and they reached out to Aiden, and Aiden ended up signing with him in February. So very late in his senior year, but you know he's going to a top ten Division two school, and there's not too many players that have come out of Utah that can say they signed to you know signed with a top ten Division two school and got a lacrosse scholarship to play there. So, really happy about you know him, but there's multiple other guys in our 2020 class that I could talk about you know that are under the same circumstances that are going out of state to play NCAA. So, I'm really happy about everything.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, obviously, you guys have played a big role in that uh, champion championing championing for for uh, players in Utah, and and that's definitely something that um, I commend you guys for. You know, you've you've been consistent in your messaging and your in your model, which I think has has really paid dividends for you. And it's exciting to see that, uh, Wasatch LC continues to, uh, help kids, help kids get noticed and, and ultimately, uh, teaching good lacrosse. What's, uh, what's been some of your favorite memories of, of running Wasatch LC? Uh,
1: for me, it's definitely traveling with the team and, you know, getting to play coach against some of these top teams all over the country, you know, In the U-19 Bale shootout, you know, I've had the opportunity to coach against Pat Spencer when he was playing for the Baltimore Crabs back in 2015. Um, In 2013, when our our very first year our team went to the East Coast, we played Dukes-LC, and Grant Grant Ament was on that team. Uh, Andrew Pettit, who's one of the best players in the MLL for Long Island Lizards, was on that team. Um, there's probably five or six MLL players slash PLL players that were on that team. So, and I mean, all the way up to this summer, beating Dukes LC, you know, after our first year, we lost to them 20 to one. And then this year we beat them five to four, you know, in a game, in a tournament game that was legit. So it's been awesome to kind of coach against these very high level teams and look over and see, you know pro players i'm coaching against or you know division one coaches that are coaching these club teams in the summer so those are like the awesome opportunities that i relish as a coach and as someone who's like homegrown from utah um i think it's awesome to kind of get back to the players from utah and show that hey someone from utah can do this like you can too
0: definitely and and just to reiterate uh it's uh, You've got the Wasatch um, LC tryouts coming out. It looks like they're on August 15th and the 22nd for both the boys and the girls teams. And you can find out all this information at wasatchlc.com. And you guys are very active on on the social media channels at, at Wasatch LC as well. Um, have you been Have you been following the PLL at all? Have you? Are, I know you're a lacrosse, uh, you know, junkie like the rest of us. So. I yeah. assume you have. What what have been some of your key takeaways?
1: Yeah, this year you know, it's been kind of nice to be able to watch lacrosse because I feel like last year with the PLL competing it was hard to kind of follow both of them. But yeah, this year it's been nice to just sit down and all the games are back to back and uh, yeah, like it's amazing seeing all the top pro players in the world, literally um, in Utah playing right now and I wish I could go watch the games in person because I've actually never seen an MLL game in person. I've only seen NLL, so it'd be awesome to, you know, get the opportunity, and I think that this will really open uh, the doors for pro lacrosse to come to Utah in the future, which I'm really excited about.
0: Do you uh, you have a favorite team you're rooting for? Uh, Not necessarily. Uh, I'm
1: kind of a guy that just likes watching high-level lacrosse, so any team, you know, any games that are good, I just want to watch those. So, it seems like most of them are good so far, and I still need to watch that overtime uh, game from last night. So,
0: oh, it was incredible. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, uh, it's a fun one to watch for sure. Where, uh, where do you see the future of the sport going?
1: Uh, in just in general or in Utah? Uh,
0: in Utah, yeah.
1: All right, yeah, Utah. You know, I think that it's going to grow a lot this year really, you know, was put a damper in things with COVID and it being the first year of sanction lacrosse and, you know, the teams and players not getting to show, Hey, this is lacrosse. And then kind of showing it on that state level. Uh, but yeah, next year I think it's going to be even better with, you know, all those teams that weren't sanctioned last year coming into the fray and just adding it, um, you know, just growing the state as a whole because, I think the sanctioned lacrosse just will add to, you know, more players that are multi-sport athletes, let's say like football players that want to play it because now it's not just a club team. It's a sanctioned varsity sport that they can, you know, go work out and get all the same, you know, level of coaching that they would on the football team or baseball team or basketball team, anything like that. So um, I think it's awesome. I'm a high school teacher our school hasn't gotten the program yet, but you know the the growth is going to get there, and I feel like we're going to add a team very soon.
0: And and where do you teach?
1: Yeah, I teach at Hunter High School in West Valley. So West Valley's still, you know, lacrosse hasn't hit there yet, but I'm hoping that it will eventually, and you know, it starts to to boom out west.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a couple of schools. It's that, Hunter, Taylorsville, Granger. Uh, you know, I, I personally like to see Contwood, uh, come back with a team as well, Murray. Um, so yeah, that, it, it's interesting cause we still have, uh, a lot of, a lot of growth left to do. Right. And, and I think yeah. for me, that's the exciting part is even still in the Salt Lake Valley, there's teams that don't have lacrosse and, and teams that used to have, or schools that used to have teams like Contwood or Murray. Um, so I, I think it'll be fun to see kind of where that goes. And, and I think it'll come with time and I think it's with guys like yourself and, uh, your, your brother Ricky and, and your brother Paul giving back to the game the guys who were part of the early movements, um, you know giving back to the game you think about like Steve Niederhauser who played at Highlands who's a, who's a top level ref and his kids are coming up into the high school systems and so I think it'll just come with time and as these as people start to become multi-generational uh, lacrosse fans here in Utah uh, anything else you want to talk about Danny
1: um, you know, no, I think you kind of covered a lot. I, you know, really appreciate everything you do for the sport in Utah and, you know, you've been around with Utah lacrosse news ever since I feel like we started Wasatch, you know, and, you know, I've always been a supporter of everything we've done and, you know, we uh, love supporting what you do and it's just awesome to see you help grow the game in Utah and just letting people know that this is what's going on in Utah and, you know, People should take notice. I uh, really appreciate everything you do.
0: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. We, I have, uh, this is, this was my 20th year of, of being involved with lacrosse somehow. And, uh, you know, obviously got cut short, but still, still, uh, trying to, to make things happen here with this podcast and the, and the newsletter. Um, and, and so I appreciate you taking some time out of your day today and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue to fight the fight together. How's that?
1: yeah yeah always really appreciate it tim and yeah keep on keeping on i know you're doing really great things up in farmington so